now you move on all of our hearts. Oh, that we might know thee and the power of thy resurrection. Oh, God, we all need you more than more in these last days. And we pray, oh, God, tonight you so move in this meeting. Lord, and strengthen us both bodily and spiritually, and bless us and fill us with thy spirit. And while you're doing it, we pray for the absent ones too. Those who are sick, Lord, who need our prayers and need your help. In the name of Jesus, visit them now and bless them, Lord. Heal them for thy glory and restore them in the beautiful name of Jesus. Father, we pray for thy Holy Spirit to move through this land of ours. And in the name of Jesus, I pray, O oh God, you'll hold back the force of evil and send a mighty revival to thy saints. Oh God, we need you tonight. We need you more than ever. We say in Jesus' name, Heavenly Father, thy will be done in each of our lives. Bless all our loved ones and all our brothers and sisters everywhere. And we carefully give you all the praise and glory for Jesus' sake. Amen. Hallelujah.
shovel closed, this old world can never hold me. Any moment I'll be gone. And it's getting nearer and nearer and nearer every day. For this wonderful thing that's about to happen. Glory to God. He's getting us ready. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. We're on our way to glory. There'll be a lot of bunting up there, you know. If you read about the New Jerusalem, that's what gave me the idea of colours. Things bright and cheerful, away with all the drab clothes. I remember when they first came to our board meetings years ago, I could see some of them now. They're in glory now, but they got the wedding garments on, but they got the funeral garments on when they come into the meeting. A lot of religious folk with funeral garments on, they come into such big bent shoulders, you know what I mean? Just ready to pop in the grave. But when they come here, they get a good hairdo, snap themselves up and put the wedding garment on. It starts inside and then it first starts in here, and then you smarten yourself up. That's it, brothers. That's the glory way. Oh, let's give Jesus a clap for the glory. Oh, hallelujah. Every way, look, there's no but gloom, is there? Gloom in the papers on people's faces. Every jelly we found that wonderful pair of grace. But you know, it's possible to come to a glory meeting at the missing. Now let's just all enter in tonight. Everybody entering to the joy of the Lord. If anybody needs some to light his enemy, give me a give me your Operation. Shall we all stand and give one of the whole glory? Come on, everybody. Mix yourselves up. Have a real good Come on, mix yourselves up and praise the Lord. Tonight, 
We've come to get a good fill-up. Except you do this, there's no life in you. We often used to say that about breaking of bread, but I went to hundreds and never felt much life in me. I didn't. Such a regular ritual. Some were good in the early days, but we have come together to break bread in the spirit. And if we do, and we're real, and we mean business, God will mean business with you. And they'll change you, but it's, a two, it's, a, it's not one-sided, it's two sides. To make love, there's got to be two of you. And it's the same in the spirit. To make love to God, this is a love feast. I was thinking about it before I came. Ooh, I didn't want to feast the love tonight. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. If anybody needed some love tonight, it was Henry Staples. And you did it as much as well. And you do. There's nobody what doesn't need this. This isn't religion, brothers and sisters. This is life. Forget about chapels, churches, forget about everything else, but this is a new day or a new night when you can receive something wonderful. And if you do, it'll change your countenance. You'll see it in your twinkle in your eye and spring in your step. You'll look good, you'll be good, you'll feel good. It's God coming into his vessels. We need it. Well, I jolly well do. I'm fearful. For fear I should go out of the will of God, because to come out of his will, to lose that wonderful thing that God's given us, this joy, this love, this compassion. If you haven't got that, you're barren and empty and undone. And you can say amen, you know what I mean, because we do have those places. But I was reading the other day about this long-suffering business. I didn't like it, I don't. This long-suffering job never seems to end. Now, she says a lot of times, I've never seen it so much before, but I was experienced long-suffering. It's a drawn-out job. Long-suffering. You don't get over these things in five minutes when the enemy attacks you. Long-suffering. But there's an answer. And he says, it worketh. It brings it back to glory and tribulation. Glory a glory and tribulation. Well, I haven't done much of that myself, not glory and tribulation. Oh, now you've been, but I haven't. But there's a, there is a glory and tribulation, because it says tribulation worketh patience. Well, I need more of that, so I've had some tribulation to work my patience. And that patience does something else, and that does something else. And we're growing in grace. And <laughs> Well, I'm growing in God. I'm the boy who I grow, Yes. I bless you, bro. That's wonderful. And listen, and we want to grow further tonight. So I want everyone to be free in this meeting. There's something unique about this meeting. something more real you can get hold of. If ever a time we need the Lord, by God, we need him now. The depression that's coming upon this world, and they ain't going to get any better. They're going to get worse and worse and worse. But for us, who love the Lord, we need have no fear. But oh, I feel it in my soul. And that's why I'm glad you've come all the way from Barnes and you've come all the way from Scunthorpe. Bless your hearts. We do appreciate it. We do. And it, we do. And you've come from Norwich as well. 
well, there you are. Some's come from New York and one from Fishkitten. Uh, but we, we need it. We need it, brother. We need it, sister. We need it. We need it. So tuck in. Get your feet under the table and tuck into this love feast and get filled with this wonderful spirit of God. Oh, we do need it. As you see things approaching, you see all this drum coming, we need have no fear, but we must keep covered under the precious blood. It's not safe for anyone to move, and brothers and sisters, I exhort you to do this. There's so many evil spirits try to get hold of us, and if you feel something coming up you sometime, stay silently, come in the blood, Lord, because those spirits can get in and cast you down. And they usually come from religious people. And you can be out of the joy, Lord. You can be out of joy, Lord, for, 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 for months and months and months. And you, 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 if some strange things happen to you, the spirits are real. The spirit is real. This Holy Ghost is real. The spirits are real too. And they talk about projecting them to us. And one thing or another, well, I'm not going to project them to me only when I'm projecting the Holy Ghost, but I have to keep under the blood. Oh, it's true, brother. It, it, it's, it's serious. I feel them. I feel them. I know it's coming to our house. Oh, the bungalow, I mean. The force of the enemy coming in. Oh, God help us. Lord help all my brothers and sisters here tonight and everyone who's listened to this table. God keep them covered under the precious blood and filled with thy wonderful Holy Spirit. Because we ask it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. God, brothers and sisters, we are privileged. And I feel so grateful to God for myself. I'm grateful for you and I love you. But I'm so grateful that, that my eyes have been opened. That I've been set free. That I received something from God. Not that I was worthy of it. This is more than just being converted. It's been regenerated by the power of living God. Regenerated. Oh, hallelujah. If a man is in Christ, he's a new creature. But that's wonderful, brothers and sisters. But we must continue to feed on him. We can't just fold our arms out and sit go to the rocking, in a rocking chair to heaven. We have to abide in him. If you abide in me, you bring forth fruit. God help us all to abide in you more and more as we see the day approaching. Because we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, brothers and sisters, who's going to be the first? How about you, Fred? You got something from God tonight, lad? We're in God's house, we're his children, all yours. Praise the Lord, bless you, I love you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, you know, I know tonight that... I know tonight that I've been set free, and this is what really matters to me, that God has set me free. And, <clears throat> you know, I used to, um, I was only saying, somebody was telling me about children, uh, how they, you know, having trouble with the children, and um, being unruly, and going through various stages. And I was thinking, you know, think it makes you think back when you was a child sometime, I was thinking... Uh, spiritual of all the um, terrible dreams I used to have and terrible nightmares and things like that. Now I used to wake up frightened. And, and you know, even in, since I've been saved, 
I've had these times when I've woke up in the night sweating because I've had a nightmare and something frightening. But you know, I just feel just lately that God has done something so wonderful inside and so wonderful in our home and so wonderful in our hearts that all I can feel is the presence of God. And you know, I thought it was lovely last night. And I woke up, you know, I woke up crying, but crying with tears of joy. And it was, and I was having a dream that I was in, in Ireland and uh, we'd gone to see them folk that we went over to before and I was in Brother Herbert's house and uh, it was full of people and I suddenly felt the, you know in his house the presence of Jesus and I was just saying to these people can't you feel him can't, and they was all looking at me and saying we can't feel out we can't feel no, we can't feel out and they was all busying themselves getting tables ready to eat and I said well can't you feel him can't you feel this wonderful Jesus and the cat saying no, I can't feel it. What are you on about? And you know, I, 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 I suddenly as I could see him, and I was singing to him from my heart, you know, oh, hasn't the Lord been so good to us? Hasn't the Lord been kind? And, and you know, it was as though everybody else was busy in themselves about all sorts of things, but I was pouring my heart out to God and singing to him. And you know, it was wonderful to wake up on my pillar just singing to him and blessing him and crying in the spirit. I thought it was lovely. Rather than to have nightmares and all them terrible things in your life, just to feel that God has touched your life and you can just wake up in the night singing praises to him. And you know, all we've been singing, Faith and I have been singing and we've been walking about and just throwing our arms around one another and kissing one another and loving one another and singing all the time. You know, I'm set free. I'm set free to worship. I'm set free to praise him. I'm set free to rejoice before his throne. And praise the Lord. You know, this is the, uh, what I just feel in, in, in this time. And I was thinking while Henry was speaking tonight, and we were singing about the latter rain. What was going through my mind, you know, uh, people used to talk about the latter rain revival. But you know, the latter rain wasn't sent to revive anything. The latter rain was sent to perfect that which had already grown. When the, when the seed had been sown and the, the former rain and the former dews had, brought, had, had done something in that seed and brought it to life and it had grown to maturity or almost to maturity and in the last few days before the actual harvest then came down the, the final rains. The, the end time, the last rain that there was to be before the harvest and it brought and that which had already grown, it brought it to perfection. And I was thinking while Henry was speaking, you know, it wasn't only the, the crops that grew, but the thorns and the briars also, they grew. And you know, we can look, we can be told, oh, let's go over here because there's revival there. It's just like a glory meeting. I can't see any different. I can't tell any different. But you know, I was thinking while Henry was speaking tonight, it's so easily to be deceived because the thorn and the briars will grow together. And the Lord said to us, don't try and pull them up. Don't try and separate them. You leave them till the time of harvest. And I was reading what Joel said to us about other gods. He said, don't even make mention of their names. Don't even make mention. You know, you be grounded in me, he was telling his people. You be grounded in God. And that's all that really matters. Let the thorn, let the briars grow together. But let's thank God for what he's already done in our hearts and our lives. Not thinking that, that we can live any old hour and do what we want and 
sit back in the folding of the arm and just hope that in the latter time, when the latter rain comes, that it's going to revive us. I can't see that. I can't see it tonight because I felt it so strongly while Henry was speaking that the latter rain will be sent to perfect that which God has already caused to grow. And you know, I thank God that he's doing something in my heart tonight and over the last few weeks, God has urged something in me to press on to the mark of the prize of the great high calling that is in Jesus Christ. And the more I, I keep feeling to stand alone in this thing, to stand alone, you know, in, in your own, what God has shown you never to, don't go to the left and don't go to the right, just keep your eyes on him. And just keep, you know, wanting God just to keep soft in my heart towards the things that are right in the spirit because I want to see Jesus when he comes. I know I shall, bless him, but I do thank him tonight for what he's done in my heart. I thank him for what he's done in my family. I thank him for what he's done in my home. And I think it's a wonderful privilege tonight to be able to stand and say that it's wonderful that you can feel God 24 hours a day in my waking, in my sleeping, in my walking, wherever I am, that I can feel Jesus and the presence of the Holy Ghost. You know, and as, as Henry has already said tonight, there was nothing in me. I can't feel anything in me that should ever warrant this. It's only from the love of God that he he caused to choose me a sinner while I was lost in my sin and I was lost in my darkness he paid the price to set me free and I'm free tonight and I want us all tonight shall we sing that chorus let's really believe it tonight I'm set free to worship I'm set free to praise him I'm set free to rejoice before his throne I'll laugh, I'll dance, I'll shout and sing hallelujah all his praises ring set free to rejoice forevermore. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's.
spirits here tonight, brother and sister, in a wonderful way. So get your feet under the table, tuck in and take what's there for taking. The Holy Spirit's here now. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. taste and see that the Lord is good and he is good he's marvelous he's wonderful he's done so much for me through my life and he's met so many needs things have come without any um, without thought or he's just met our needs when we haven't expected it you know it's wonderful what the Lord does and um, oh, my burning desire has been that people should come together in the Holy Spirit and shed their denominations, get rid of them, and come together in one spirit. And I was in Louth. This is where I've come from at the moment. Anyway, I live in Louth. And um, I as you might say, shopped around, trying to find um, a church or some meeting that I could go to that would really satisfy my yearning inside. And um, I tried two places. One what didn't sat I wasn't satisfied and another one I went to. And well, I got to a point at a crossroads and I just didn't know which... I should do and I said to the Lord what should I do next what should I do and he said which should I belong to and he said you belong to my church my church you belong to my church not not any denomination and from that moment it made me realize that I didn't need any of these denominations they weren't necessary they were man-made and that to come together in one spirit with other people and to praise the Lord and to love him was wonderful. And this is the first time I've been to a meeting like this and it's, it's really uplifted me. And it's so wonderful to me this evening because this gentleman, I'd, I'd never met him before and he certainly didn't know that I'd got a sickness, an illness that I've had for about 18 months. And he touched me in the very place where I was sick. He didn't know. Well, the Holy Spirit must have revealed it to him. And I know the Lord has healed me. And it's wonderful. <laughs> Praise his name. Hallelujah. There's somewhere in the Psalms, some of you will know, it says it's kings like to reveal a thing, but it's the beauty of the Lord to conceal a thing. Somewhere it says that, and uh, on a Tuesday night I usually meet at house at Baldwin, and there hadn't been much fellowship there for a while. Not really all the girls fellowship, you know, it's more or less a natural and a cup of tea, and I was getting ready to go on Tuesday, and I thought, Lord, must I? And I was turning these things over, I thought, well, it's better to obey God than man, I thought I'd better go. And, and I was getting ready and putting the shirt, and I thought, Lord, must I go there? 
I turn it over and I suddenly start to go and say can and try see instead. I said, oh, I'll do that instead. Anyway, I went to Ken and Tracy's and then Ken was out. Oh, she said, he's gone across to Pauline's, they're having a meeting there. I said, oh, perhaps it's a little private do, you know. I thought, I'd better not go get crashed. No, she said, you'll be all right. So we went, well, do you know God came in such a force? Janet and David were there. I don't see a theme at the moment, do I? Hi. Do you know, it's just as though God pushed a million years out of my life last Thursday. You know, it was really, really wonderful. Talk about the unexpected, you know. I couldn't put it into words and throw the jigging about as I do, you know. It was just as though a million years had been pushed out of my life. I can't, I just couldn't put it into words. I just feel I've gone over some fences, this will never go back over. Well, we laughed in the spirit from 10 o'clock till about, I reckon it must have been quarter to 12. So at 10 o'clock I put my coat on and I said, well, I give him all the kiss. I said, I'm going now, but Fred had just gone. He'd gone to work. I said, I'll, I'll, I might as well go now. And I started to go, and they started to sing, and the Holy Ghost came right out of the blue. You know, it really was as though a million years had been pushed out of my life. Praise the Lord. Bless God. God can do it again. Coming up, darling, that's wonderful. Well, what Bob was talking about on Tuesday, uh, Fred came round and I was pleased, you know, something Fred said, he didn't know that he'd perhaps said it, and the way it went into me. And uh, you see, I've not felt a praise and thanking God. It's my point where at the moment I'm seem to be attacked on it. And Fred said something on Tuesday night, and I believe God's doing a work. I can't say I'm fully set free, because I'm not, but I know he's doing it, and he will do it. You know, he'll do what needs to be done in me, and it'll be his time. But he said about, oh, I can't remember exactly the words, but it was on about love, and it brought to mind, uh, I love my husband. But not always do I feel I love my husband. You know, I mean, I can look at my husband and say, right, I love you, love, you know, and, and not have a feeling inside of me at all. You know, and this is how it come to me about Jesus, because it was one point in my life at the moment where I couldn't turn around and say I loved him because I didn't feel it. And Fred had been going on about feelings, you know, not to rely on your feelings too much. Well, in that area, you see, they were letting me down. So I turned around and I said, that's it, Lord. If I can say I love my husband and I don't feel it often, you know, except when he's perhaps out in the garden or doing something, and all of a sudden you get an overwhelming feeling of love for them. But, oh, you know, it, it, you do love them. You know you love them. You don't always feel you love them. And this is how I felt towards God. And I do now. As I say, I don't feel wonderfully blessed, and I haven't for a long time, but I know he's working. And he'll do what needs to be done in me. You know, and I, all I can do is just commit myself into his hands because I feel, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm being attacked right, left and centre in different areas. And if I pretend to you, then I might as well just walk out that door. You see, if you want me to be real, then I've got to be me. And I'll, I'll do sacrificial praise or do anything. As I said to Henry the other week, if it means I've got to do it, then I'll do it and praise the Lord. You know, he'll have his way anyway. You know, and if it means that way for me at this moment in time, then praise the Lord. And I just thank him anyway because... He's wonderful. Just a minute, that's lovely, though. But it's winning, isn't it? Give him a clap. Oh, you look a different last year. <laughs> and it's made a difference to your husband. Come up here, pal. Come away. Come on. Can you see a difference in your wife? Yeah. Well, let's see. Well, he should know, shouldn't he? <laughs> he should know, shouldn't he? But can you see a difference in him? Definitely in him. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? More in him than in me. <laughs> So we are getting somewhere, aren't we? <laughs> Give our brother a clap, come on. <laughs> it's been about four times now, only three or four times. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah about three or four that, times. That's right, yeah. that's right. Well, have you felt any better? Have you? Has it yeah. encouraged you? Well, I say in the past year and a half, I, I seem to be going on strong for a bit, and then in the past year and a half, I've, uh, you know, sort of drifted away. But you don't mean to. You just that's get true. mixed up in other things. And, that's right. Um, about a couple, I think it was about, was it two or three weeks ago, that uh, I just started to see the, uh, well, the mess that the world was in and different things, what the scriptures had said, yes. what was coming more to more to light was starting That's to right. speak more into my heart, like you see. And uh, I just said a prayer one morning, uh, desperation, I think it was. Like, I could see the world wasn't giving me much light, you see. Yeah. And, um, well, then I think we had a meeting at Pauline's house, and then they, they came into a state over something they couldn't get through or something. Yeah. And then they rang you, and yeah. uh, well, one thing led to another, and Bill they and started Fred, getting a bit of encouragement, and then telling me about it, and me doing a little bit more like, and I think slowly it's encouraging me back. Like, yeah, and here we are again. This evening, Courage Ken, and he has been for a long time as well. He's yeah. coming in town. He's encouraging as well, yeah. Who's yeah. Ken? Which is Ken? He's Tracy's husband. Oh, oh, that's lovely. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. That's all I wanted you to say, but I'm ever so pleased you've come in, Joe. I plead with you, I just plead with you, keep coming along. I'm glad that Lady Bright, there's no denomination, it's not to do with denomination, it's being in the spirit and being children of God that matters, being born again, praise God, and covered under this precious blood, which is so dangerous to be outside of it now. It's worse now than what it was when they, when they struck the firstborn down, when God sent that plague. It's worse than that, you know. They just do kill, they put the blood on the doorpost to protect the firstborn. There's a lot more than the firstborn being killed now, a lot more. It's thousands and millions when they were covered under the blood of the animals, but we covered under the blood of Jesus. Yeah. It is important. Honestly, brother, please use it, because it is important. I feel it in my soul. I'm fearful to be outside. I really am. I mean, you're not safe at home. You're not safe anywhere. But we need have no fear if we deliberately cover ourselves under the blood and our family. And you must have faith in it and believe in it, and you'll get according to your faith. So thank you for coming, pals. Heavenly Father, just bless Janet and her husband now. We thank you for what you've already done in their hearts. We pray you'll take them on from strength to strength and give them such a mighty filling tonight that they'll never be the same again because we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You know what it says in here? It says we are more than conquerors to win that Amen. And you know, I was just thinking today that I was reading the paper uh, it was an old paper that a chap showed me that was in the war, and it says, uh, the, the Allied armies, in the face of fierce opposition, broke through. Amen. And you know, we're coming against fierce opposition today. And I'm glad that we're more than conquerors in the Lord. Because shall I tell you something? That once it gets in the life in the spirit, that's when you know whether you can stand. He said you've got to stand because it's a spiritual warfare today. Now I know that when I have a, something comes across my feelings or my soulish part or, or whatever it is, it hurts me. But life in the spirit, 
This is what it's about today. And we have to know what we wrestle against because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers in high places. And I'll tell you something, I've had my fill of religious nutcases up to there. And it's all, and I've, I've given them all a chance, but I've just had enough. You know, there's a chap at work, there's a chap at work and he's an engineer. And he, he, he was to make an engineer's report on this car. And he came to me and said, Jerry, there's something wrong with that car. And he told me all about that car. And he said, what were wrong with and all this? And he says, take it in the garage. And it, uh, he came out and it was just as bad. And I said to this chap, I said, that engineer said that that car had something wrong with the steering, that it was too stiff. And think, he says, that bloke's never ridden in one of them cars. He says, the bloke's read about him. He says, he studied him. He says, he knows all about him. He says, but I've ridden hundreds. He says, it is heavy on the steering. He does jump out of gear if you don't get it in properly. Do you see, this bloke's about talking about this word of God and they don't know tons about it. They can go to college, they can go to seminars. But Maurice Serrolo calls them cemeteries. Seminars, cemeteries. <laughs> but you know, you can, I've seen people, I've spoken to people that, that they've read a little bit. They've read a little bit of God's word and they know more about it because if it's from God, this is when it works. Not from a seminar and not from Bible studies as such, but it's from the word of God. You know, I was talking to a chap, serve you right, mate. I was talking to a chap from Sheffield and I said, he said to me, he says, you know, he says, I couldn't understand where I was going. He says, I didn't know where I was going. He says, and I says, Lord, I don't know what, where I'm going from here. He says, and the Lord stopped him in the middle of Sheffield and he showed him a, a, a scripture. He says, give me your heart and let thine eyes observe my ways. And you know, we can never know. He says, those that know their God, shall be strong and do exploits. And I am fed up of chaps standing up and telling me what's gone off, or what's going to go off, or what can go off. I want to see it go off. Yes. Now then, it's the proof of the pudding is in the eating. Now if a chap's going to stand at the front and say, he can do it. You feel like going out to go on then. He Christ in you, show it. Because it says, in power and demonstration. And this is what people are looking for today. Power, they're looking for reality. They're fed up of the spouters. They're fed up of the spouters. And you know, God will prove what's right and what's wrong. And in these last days, we've got to stand. And if you want out from God, if you want to know whether God's, what God's got for you, and what's his ministry, because everybody's got a ministry if they want it. Now, I believe there's some that sits back and they're just in for the ride. I believe there is some in for the ride, but God, but you know, he says many are called, but few are chosen. And if God's stirring you up to do something, it's of God, it's God that's doing it. Some like the ride, they like to sit in the sharabang and I but some likes to carry, can we go any faster? Can we do this? Can we see this? But when you've got something you want something more, that's when God, I'll do it for you. But I've had some struggles and I'll tell you something, we saw some more, but I'm glad that we're on the victory side. We are more than conquerors to win that loved us. And I keep saying that when I go to work, we are more than conquerors. 
I went back to the, my old place of work on Friday. I said, I'd, look, ooh, I'd still love to get back. And I thought, well, I'll go have a look. And I went back and manager's nearly having a nervous breakdown. It's that bad. I thought, well, has God brought me out of it? You know, <laughs> has God brought me out of it into a worse place? But, <laughs> but I'm glad that God is in it because I once asked for a job, you know, and I got a job for two years and it was like being in a cemetery and a monastery. But, you know, I can look back on them two years and know that God used them two years to show me a few things. And wherever he places us, this is where he's using us. And I looked out of the window one day and I says, oh, I've said this before, I says, oh, Lord, show me what you want my ministry, show me what my ministry is. Because I don't know where I am. And I was crying in this office looking out and nobody, everybody were oblivious of me. And he was in Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to heal the sick and the lame and set the captives free. And I'll tell you so much, I've proved it. I've proved it in my ministry. Prove God. And I thought, well, I can't set the captives free. I can't stand up. We can't. But in Christ, we can. And when God sets you moving forward, once he gets behind you and he sets you going, you're off. And it's for a time, and it's like the love of God. You don't go around with your silly look on your face and, I love everybody. All this, these love people, the love of God comes up within you just like the anointing for a person. And that's when it works. When God opens the alabaster box and he just puts the all forth. And it's for somebody. So see.